Hey everybody, it's your girl Queenie here, and tonight I am so happy to be hosting another Hey Sis, Hey, You Are Right episode. I am loving this series, having such a great time, bringing some amazing ladies to the relationships on the podcast. Um, you will get an opportunity to listen in as I'm speaking with Lolita Harlem, who is a self-love enthusiast, a relationship, self-relationship coach, might I be very clear, um, and she's just amazing. So join us tonight as we chat it up with this amazing woman, and please go out and follow her. She can be found really quickly. I want to make sure I give you the right information. Um, my natural me. So she can be found at my natural me woman on Instagram. She can also be found at my natural me woman on Facebook. You can also catch her at the business. Um, I think it's BCN Business Network. Um. Oh my goodness, I forget the name of it. I'm so sorry. I'm going to get this right, guys, because she is always, I mean, making amazing moves around here. Listen, go find her. You will also be able to listen in on this podcast as we share again where to find her at exactly. She's so many places, okay? Um, but definitely go to the IG page. You cannot, gotta go to the IG page. You want to pick up her book as well. She has several books, um, always about encouragement. I mean, she's just an amazing woman. So you can check her out at her, um, at her website as well, which is www.l-i-l-e-t-t-a-h-a-r-l-e-m.com backslash. And there, um, I'm looking around on the website now. It's a lot of good stuff up here. (laughs) So please check this lady out. But listen, don't let me keep telling you about her. I want you guys to go ahead. um, Oh, yeah, the Business Crossing Network. I I did not want to forget to make sure I said the name correctly. But um, I don't want to keep you guys. I want you to continue to listen join in on our conversation and um yeah let me know what you think leave us a message all right enjoy the show this hey you all right siri um where i'm talking to these wonderful ladies um unfortunately on last uh monday myself and uh, my guest co-host who is not going to be here tonight um, we had to uh, obviously reschedule for this particular session with um, Miss Lolita our self-love coach self-care she's all about loving yourself so um, I definitely didn't want to push her off or cancel her all the way I want to make sure I brought love to this uh, podcast into the series so of course uh, I'm excited to be able to do that on tonight. Uh, I want to read a little bit about um, our guest so that you guys can go out there and follow her. She's all over Instagram. Make sure you check her out, doing amazing things. Uh, you can catch her at My Natural Me Woman. Uh, it's spelled just like it sounds. So make sure you go out there and follow her on Instagram. And tonight, once we chat, you will understand why. I want you to go out there and follow her. Um, So I'm just going to read a little bit about what she is and what she does. There's so much more. I'm I'm not going to do it any justice. I'm not reading her bio. I'm just letting you know she's a coach and author. She's a podcaster. um, And she's a self-love enthusiast. Like that's the biggest, broadest, best name ever for what um, I know her to do and to be. And I'm excited to have her here. So I'm going to bring her on. She's out in the waiting room. So we're going to bring her on in like just a half a second. I want to make sure all of my um, Facebook and social media, you know, Instagram, everything is going, it's up and it's running properly. Make sure all my notifications are off so um, we can get her on here without any issues. So give me like two seconds and I'll be right back. Let me go and get her.
Welcome, 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 Miss Lita. Are you there, Lalita? Miss Harlan, my natural me woman. Hi, beautiful. Hello. <laughs> Look, so glad to have you. Welcome to the Relationship Zone. Finally, I got you here. Exactly, yes. I'm so excited. I am too. Look, you know, we spoke a second ago and there's a little delay, so I will make sure that I pause in between. I don't know where that's coming from. Um, I was just live and I had no issues. So we're going to get through this and enjoy it. So I will be pausing <laughs> to make sure you're catching everything. Okay. <laughs> All right, perfect. So Lilita, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm excited to have you here on this night. Yes, I am so excited to be here. I have been just watching all the amazing things that you do. Love your platform. So it is an honor to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Listen, I the last thing I wanted to do last week was to, or on Sunday, what's to say? Or Monday. Hey, Lita, I can't. I'm just like, I'm, I'm under the weather. I can't do it. <laughs> I needed your self-love talk last I week. Know. I wanted it. And I also believe that those that are viewing and watching, they wanted it and they needed it as well. So you're here tonight. I am so ready to get into this thing. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lita, if we could just start a little bit with, um, I, I'd love to have people to kind of tell me about who they are, how they came to be. So here we go. You know, I gave you the information. So tell us a little bit about your story. Yes, yes. And you know, whenever I'm asked that question, it's like, there's so much, right? We all have just a journey and a story. But basically what I'll say is that, you know, as you mentioned, I am a self-relationship coach and a communication strategist, which really is about me helping, especially women, to be able to communicate effectively to themselves first and then be able to communicate to others I truly believe that everything starts with how you see yourself. And so a little bit about my background, years ago, over a decade ago, I had a nonprofit um, that really focused on domestic violence awareness. And that really helped me to get in the trenches of understanding the importance of self-love and self-value and being able to um, just see yourself as the wonderful, amazing person that you are. So that combined with my own personal experiences, um, I'm just excited to still be doing this work and really um, specifically focused on how you show up for yourself. Everything just really just goes to that. Um, so that that's that's the small version <laughs> of, of my journey. You know, I love that, you know, making sure that we have, you know, a healthy relationship with self. I think it starts here, right, with ourselves. Um, so, you know, with that, I know you spoke about working, I think, in VV and, and all these other amazing opportunities. What is the one thing that you've seen and you've learned about women, right, um, as we're navigating this space um, of of caring it all, right? <laughs> so I want to talk yes. about that. What What is the thing that you 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 that you see, kind of that running theme that we're all caring? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm so glad that you asked that because ultimately, so many of us are just natural caregivers. We take care of the home. We take care of family members. We take care of our partners. We we show up for everyone else. I mean, we, we pretty much kind of have that on lockdown. But the problem is that in the process, so many women from the women I coach, from my own personal experiences, so many women have, have not understood how to just even give themselves a little bit of that. You know, I always tell my clients, I'm not saying it has to be either or, at least make it equal. <laughs> at least give to yourself as much as you're giving to everybody else, right? Um, but that's just very, very common. It's one of the biggest challenges I think that women all over experience, especially women of color. Oh my God, I think you're so right. Um, I know that in my own circle, I look at that, I see myself, I see others that, you know, we carry so much and care so much for everyone else. And then there's nothing left for ourselves. 
how, how do we change that part? Like, how do we begin to, you know, collect the things that are for us and apply them to us? And, how, you know, how do we how do we begin to identify those things and begin to utilize them and put put the energy back on ourselves? Yeah, you know, I one of the things that I always tell people to do is kind of start with doing an assessment. So I know you can appreciate this because you're very health conscious and all that. A lot of times when you're starting a, a diet program, one of the things that they will tell you is first see where you are, right? Log everything you eat, just without judgment, just see like what you're doing, really track, you know, where you currently are. So I kind of do that same approach when it comes to women and how we speak to ourselves. So the first thing I always tell women is take a few days a week and actually note how you speak to yourself. How often do you say negative things? Oh, I'm an idiot, I'm stupid. What are you saying about yourself and to yourself on a regular basis? I think it starts there because as you know, there's so much power in words. And so if we start with what are the words we are using with ourselves, then we can begin to kind of start going from there and start to put the work in. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you said something, you mentioned like, like the health consciousness, right? So I know that I see you out there doing your thing. So let's talk about that for a moment. Cause I know you, you've been on this weight loss and weight management and, and healthy lifestyle journey. So how did that come about and how are you doing in it? Yes, yes, yes. And so, you know, like many of us, I think, again, as women in our background and our cultures, I think we, many of us kind of struggle in that area, right? It may not be necessarily how we grew up. We may not have seen examples of, of women who actually took care of themselves, who exercised and ate right. So for me, it's kind of been this ongoing journey of health and wellness. And dealing with that particular challenge you know sometimes you're doing really great but as i mentioned earlier how we show up for everyone else i noticed that the more i was giving to other people the less i was able to give to myself especially in the area of health and wellness and so probably maybe about six months ago now um, a friend of mine kind of challenged me and said you know you're showing up for everybody else you have some health concerns what are you going to do about it? Why don't you start with this, just making a decision to do something simple, walk every day and stop fast food. <laughs> and as simple as that might seem, I learned very quickly how addicted to fast food I was. You know, you're on the go, you're moving, you're grabbing something quick. And the first 30 days of just consistently sticking to that was life-changing. I mean, not only did I lose some weight, but the confidence that I built in myself and ability to make a decision and stick to it uh, really changed the game for me. So I have been excitedly on my journey and, you know, I'm also really learning to enjoy it. You know, I never really looked at it. It always was like this thing I had to do, but now it's like, you know what, this is a part of self-love. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would tell you, Lita, it looks good on you. I, I see you, you have these wonderful energetic videos and you know, doing your thing and it's, you inspire you. so many people. And that's what I love. I look at you and I'm like, you know, you're doing it with intentionality, your life, and also to inspire others to get a hold of their life as well. So you can, I mean, it's a win-win if you ask me, girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so of course, this particular, you know, our chat is about the importance of self-love. And I know that um, I personally feel, you know, it is hugely important. You know, I've applied that thought to my life. Like, okay, you know, you got to do well by yourself, for yourself. Um, even though, you know, my, my, my gift is to love the world. Um, I'm like, you you got to say something for yourself, right? And it, I believe we got to give a portion of that to ourselves first to be quite honest. So with that being said, um, and I know we, we, you know, I sent you some some questions over earlier, you know, to talk about like that holistic approach, um, I think is so important. Um, but I want to know just really your, your kind of your idea, your thought of it, like what, the prioritization of a holistic approach to like our self-care and our self-love. Can you give me some thoughts on that? 
sure, sure. I will start with actually something I heard in another podcast. Um, a person was actually talking about like the law of attraction and things like that. And one of the things he said is that when you're thinking about, it could be a romantic partner or even just the people that, that you want around you, your top five closest circle. He said to write out everything you want in that person, what they, what their habits are, what, what it looks like when they get up in the morning, who do, who do they talk to, all of those things, right? Get it down to like just the smallest denominator. And then he said, when you finish that list, look at it and say, am I doing these things? Is this me? Because as he brought out, we don't get what we want. We get who we are or what we mm. are. So I would say that's kind of a first thing when we think about ourselves and holistically, you know, self-care, self-love is very trending, it's very popular, it's millions of hashtags about it, but it's so much deeper than just, you know, facials and, and spa treatments and things like that. Those are nice additions, but what are our habits, you know? What is our habit of thinking? As I mentioned earlier, how do we speak to ourselves? Uh, what what type of discipline do we have in just our everyday life and taking care of ourselves inside and out? That is key. I mean, you really have to start there. That's really what self-love, self-care, taking time, pausing. Um, one of the things I always talk about, going to the doctor. You know, again, you know, you see wives, mothers, women, always, they're taking the kids, they're making sure this, they're taking the pets. Yes, yes. <laughs> but they're not yes. checking themselves, yes. right? They're not taking care. And I, I remember a very heartbreaking statistic at one time um, when it came to breast cancer. And of course, that's something terrible that, that affects many women, right? But I remember looking at a statistic that said that while women of color are less likely to actually get breast cancer. They are more likely to die from it when they do. And of course, the reason why, there's many different levels to that, but primarily because they don't get the treatment that's needed. Now, again, there's different levels as to why they're not getting the treatment. Maybe there's not access where they live, but ultimately that's what I'm talking about when I talk about self-love and self-care getting your checkups, making sure that you are okay inside and out. Oh, I love it. Making sure that you're okay inside and out is so, so important. Yeah. Other thing you mentioned was, you know, just the, 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 the hair, the facials and this and all. That's really maintenance. That's maintenance and hygiene. That's what that is. And I know we have to start somewhere, but I just want to make sure that we understand that that's, those are the basic things that we should do for ourselves anyway, especially when you can afford to go and get your facials. That's basic maintenance and hygiene. But there's so much more left, I think, on the scale of self-love and self-care. Um, and it is, it, I think it starts here, how you think about yourself, um, how you see the world. You know things like that so i'm so glad you hit on that because i want to make sure that that in this particular episode we put an emphasis on those things are just regular maintenance <laughs> those are things that the body needs to take yeah, care of true. anyway right <laughs> what are your thoughts yeah on yeah and if i could even hop yeah and if i can hop kind of on my soapbox which is i saw a post the other day that said something like um, something about those who hate being on social media but have to because of our business. And I'm always very much on the fence about social media because as a self-relationship coach, all research shows that social media is very damaging and unhealthy for so many people. There's comparisons. It's so easy to get caught up in what you see on social media. And so I, I think it's worth, you know, um, mentioning as you said some you know that stuff is maintenance right that stuff is kind of basic but it's also worth noting to anybody who's watching this that what you see on social media is so curated it is if i mean it looks gorgeous and beautiful right when the people are do, pouring the tea and doing the face and all that but do you realize that there's a camera there, there's do-overs, there's like, it is so superficial. So I really encourage, like Queenie, like you're saying, 
don't get caught up in all that. No. It's basic routine. Don't get caught up in what you think self-care looks like because of what you see on social media. If you only knew how superficial that, is, that stuff right. is. If you only knew, like, how many times they, they did that shot just to make it look perfect. Yeah. And edit it. And, 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 and cut. And, and it, you know, and filter. And then they go, yes, and they, exactly. then they go and send those rented clothes back. That part, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm telling you, like, if you let, if you let social media lead, honey, you won't make it. You really, really have to be careful. And I think it's even more important that we're conscious of this, especially in such a heavily dominant social media space. And you know, we're coaching. We're you know we're selling product we're 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 selling thoughts and ideals and and experiences and you know dreams and all these things but the real reality is some people are living in 900 square foot apartments or you know 90 foot rooms you know and they're selling these things just because they want to make it out one day too well and then you're sitting here you know you can't even be thankful and grateful and present in what you've been blessed with instead you're looking at that that little one one little square thinking oh they got it I, and i'm missing out no yeah you're not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so i i that could be a whole nother show because I mean, you're you're right you're right you're right but but you know as we're talking about self-care and we're both in this space we're talking about self-care and self-love um, you know, looking at the world on this screen um, sometimes can, you know, be very heavy for you, right? And I, you know, I oftentimes look at people having their hashtag self-care and they're at the spa over in, you know, Bahrain or they're in <laughs> Costa Rica swinging on swing, swings and, you know, they're having mud yeah. sessions and all this. And, and when you're back here grinding it out, you're like, wow, like, what am I doing wrong, right? But the truth is, is that we don't know the story. We really don't know how long it took them to even get there. And we have no idea what, if they even have peace in their life. So I think it's so important for us to hold on and center ourselves so we can do what we need to do for ourselves. And and I know it's not in a one cookie cutter answer to this, but I'll ask you this, um, you know, for you, you know, give me five or three, three to five self-care go-tos for you for me journaling has become something that um i never was a person who liked to do that i didn't have a diary growing up but it has become so important in my self-care routine also i will say a version of meditating now i know that when you say that word it can bring about a lot of different ideas for me it's really about reading my bible and then just taking time to reflect on it and think about okay how does this impact me what can what can I do differently and then the other thing I'll say is kind of well you said three to five so <laughs> the other thing I'll say is, is surrounding myself with positive people and that may sound like a very okay yeah that should go without saying but it doesn't it really doesn't and I think as you grow in your emotional well-being, you quickly realize how many people may be around you that are not healthy for you, that are not healthy for where you are, where you need to be, and for your yourself, your self-health and self-love. Um, and then just again, really being intentional about how I speak to myself. I will have the conversations with myself. I will check myself when I'm getting negative. And I have to add, I really should have listed this first but therapy. I am a therapy for life person. <laughs> I strongly, strongly believe and support. Uh-oh, there seems to be a glitch. Come on back, girl. All right, fam, if you're watching, just hold up a second, okay? We're going to make sure that we get her back. I don't know what happened. Seems are you there? Are we back? We are back. I don't know what happened. It just tried to go out. We're back. But this was getting good because we were talking about we were talking about therapy, honey. Therapy should have been your first thing you said. Let's get into that. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. I should have listed therapy first. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Therapy is super important. Um, I think that, I think some of us obviously, you know, are going down the therapy lane, um, you know, a little later than, than others, right? Um, but also it depends on access. It depends on understanding the importance of it and realizing how it applies to your life. There was such a taboo with therapy. So I think a lot of people didn't you know, choose therapy or they did not share, but I'm so glad that now we talk about it openly. Uh, it's not taboo anymore for many of us, right? Not for, for many of us, it's not. Um, and we're comfortable with sharing our therapist like, oh girl, wait, you can go to this person or maybe, hey, look up, you know, I have a friend. Um, it is so, so great to, to know that we're now more comfortable with sharing that. Um, therapy is super important. I think many of us are on a journey of healing. We want to be better. You know, so I'm so glad you mentioned that. Let's talk about therapy. Yes. It is important. It is, and I will share. So um, I'm very transparent um, about, you know, my previous marriage and, and being in an abusive relationship in the past. And, and that was what really prompted me in this journey in the first place. And so during that time, you know, I was in therapy and I and, it, and I went through really dark depression. And so when I was, you know, it had been like years, like over a decade ago and a few years ago, I was just dealing with some things and, you know, transitioning in certain places in life, you know, from caregiving and all that, it's newly married and kind of really trying to understand that concept because with the previous marriage and all that, and I remember a girlfriend was like, girl, why don't you go back to therapy? And I was like, I was viewing it as a failure. I was viewing it like, if I go back to therapy, I thought I was past that. You know, I went, I dealt with it. I thought I processed a lot of things. When I tell you it was one of the best things I could have done is to go back and really understand it's not, it's not a failure. This, if anything, it's a win, it's surviving. <laughs> and just doing, taking that step, obviously it helped me as a person. It helped me to show up as a, as a better wife, as a better friend. So I'm always hashtag team therapy. <laughs> I, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we, we go back and forth and talk about various things. Um, but I think in relationship for, for anyone that's over 40, I'll probably say over 30 and anyone that's ever had any traumatic relationship or anyone that see a pattern of, you know, things, failures, whatever you want to call it in your life. Right. I think that if you're not talking to someone that is licensed, some type of clinician, it is very, very important that you decide to do so. Um, because when you begin to unpack things, you begin to see like, oh, wow wait, you know, this has been going on. This thing has been following me. Um, and then and then you begin to discover tools that you can use to better yourself. Because um, you can't change others. You can better yourself. And then you can make better choices about the people that you bring into your life, going back to your top five. Yes, yes, it's so true. And one of the things that I always share, that I learned myself from being in therapy and what my therapist always encourages is to honor wherever you are. And wherever you've been right. I remember when I started back to therapy <clears throat> again I was so upset because I was like I'm not supposed to be here I'm past this and she used this analogy that I use with all my clients friends anybody who will listen basically and what she said is does a toddler pass judgment on not being able to learn how to walk sooner and I was like no and she broke it down and said you know as children we don't apply judgment to our developmental stages. <laughs> we only start doing that when we become adults, right? We're like, well, how could I do that? How did I get in that relationship? Why did I allow this? We always are making decisions based on the best we can do in that moment. So I always really preach honoring it. You know, we don't pass judgment. We honor that's where I was with everything I had at that point, all the tools I had, that's where I was. This is where I am right now. I'm only, I only can do the best I can do with everything I have right now. It's so important to honor that because everything else in the world is going to beat us up. So if we start to beat ourselves up, again, there's, that's not self-love. That's not self-care. Talk to yourself gently, tenderly, 
and show that caring about yourself and honor wherever you are, wherever you are in your journey. Oh, girl, that is so deep. I, I love that. I love the mm-hmm. ideal of just honoring where you are. I mean, all you know is what mm-hmm. you know in this moment. That's it, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, sometimes I think we get caught in comparing ourselves and, you know, society tells us that we should have known better. And, you know, there's always that at this age you should have. And, and girl, you know, you get all of that feedback that you may not have actually mm-hmm. asked for. But let's say you get it, right? Um, so how, do one, how does one mm-hmm. navigate through those voices? <laughs> because they're out here. And social media doesn't help because it's it's constantly, um, it's just telling you the same message over and over again. And so you begin to, to compare yourself and or to feel like maybe I should have known better or beat yourself up or how did you navigate that? Yeah, you know, I think one of the biggest things that you can do is eliminate the things that are causing those problems. I mean, it, it sometimes it's just that simple, right? When it comes to social media, I even have done this where I've set timers on my phone, you know, and sometimes it'll it'll give you the option. Do you want yes. 15 more minutes? Now, admittedly, sometimes I'm hitting that 15 more minutes. <laughs> Oh, yes, sometimes I keep hitting it. Sometimes my husband will be like, babe, I, maybe you just need to go ahead and ignore it for the day because I, I see you keep hitting your 15. <laughs> oh, but God. you really do have to take control, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's also very important to say about self-care. It's taking your power, taking your control. And, you know, we have to get out of a victim mindset. I did a video a while ago that talked about how for years, I identified depression as owning it. Like I would tell people, well, I suffer with depression. I owned it. It was a part of my identity. And when I had this this moment where I was like, wait a minute, why am I owning this? This is not who I am. Yes, I have dealt with depression in the past, but this is not who I am. I can take my power back. Now, if things come up that cause me to feel sad or down, I actually have control over how I deal with that. So I encourage people, if you are around people or things that add to that negative voice that that stop you from being able to honor who and where you are, take the power. Think about if it was your child or your friend, someone you cared about, and they kept coming to you and saying, so-and-so is bullying me, so-and-so is making me feel bad. What do you want to tell them? Well, just keep going back, keep playing with them. No, and I know these mamas out here, are not going to have that. (laughs) So that's how we need to do when it comes to ourselves, right? We need to be just that protective over our peace, our inner peace. We need to really be protective over it. Protective over our inner peace. Well, how do you, now how do you manage that if, let's say family, you know, are causing you distress, right? Like, I mean, seriously, like, how do you, what if it's, what if you're, what if it's in home? You know, how do you handle that? How do you, how does one manage their peace when, you know, it's connected to their home life, right? And and yeah, you may have a suggestion, but I'm sure that there, you know, I'm sure that someone may be asking that because you, you and I both, we've worked with DV, we've worked with, you know, other populations that, you know, have a lot of challenges of, of disconnecting from those things that bring them grief and bring them distress. Um, so like, h- how does that person maybe manage where they are in that moment? Absolutely. And, and I really think it goes down to one word and that's boundaries. It's yes. boundaries. Speak on that. I, right? Yes. I think people need to understand no matter where you are, who is around you, boundaries are your keys to success. When you can state boundaries, and that's one of the hardest things, again, many, many women have grown up in circumstances where people just did not respect boundaries, myself included. But learning to set your boundaries, and here's the key, this is what makes boundaries so challenging. When you set a boundary, you have to be mentally prepared for if a person breaks that boundary. A lot of times we don't want to set the boundary because we're not ready to say, if you break my boundary, then this is the consequence. Then this is when I go to that next step where I remove myself from the situation. 
So I think the key is even before you set the boundary, again, it goes to being in tune with yourself. What's important? How important is my peace, my well-being? And then set those boundaries. And it doesn't necessarily mean, well, if you break this, then you're out of here or I'm out of here. But it does mean that maybe I deal with you differently. Maybe I, I set up certain things so that I don't allow you to my heart in the way that you're breaking it, right? So I think that's the key. Really dig into setting boundaries. I love that. And you're right. Um, I, oh, I think just what you said, like understanding that you have to set up, you know, like, what if they break the boundary? Then this is the next step for me. And people don't want to always accept the next step. So they want to, they want to yeah. talk about That's it. But, but really, yeah, really the follow through is very difficult sometimes because that may mean that you have to readjust the relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and readjust it's the kind relationship. Of like you remember... Again, I don't know if all, if this was, yes, because you know, back in the day, I, I guess parents may still do this, but remember how a mom or parent would be like, okay, I'm counting to five. And at first, you know, the kids are like, oh no, you know, they had three, I better move. But what happens eventually? A kid will be like four, five. If the parent doesn't enforce that, right? <laughs> Those numbers mean nothing. So that's really what we can think about when it comes to boundaries. If you keep saying, don't do this, this is how it impacts me, and this is what I will do. It's like that parent who's like, okay, five and a half, five and three quarters. The child knows the parent. <laughs> the parent does not really want to have to enforce that, right? So set boundaries that you can enforce. So don't say, well, if you do this, then I'm out of here. If you know that's, that you're not really. But maybe you can say, again, this is what I'm allowing, this is what I'm not, or even if it's simply, I'm just not gonna engage my heart and emotions into what you're saying. The boundary could even be that. Oh, now you're talking about heart and emotions now, 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 now. You know it's difficult. <laughs> Do not engage the heart and emotion. For some people, now I'm not gonna say for everyone, for some, I'm such a love girl, right? I'm an empath and you know, I'm, you know, that, that's the thing, right? So, so a person, I know a lot of people like me that struggle yeah. with that, right? Um, setting clear boundaries, no matter how much we want to set them. And I work in a field where I constantly gotta tell people set healthy boundaries. And I always have to tell my team set healthy boundaries with our, with our clients. Um, but in intimate relationships or family relationships, it's difficult to set those boundaries, hence why many of us suffer from lack of self-love, right? Um, because we're depleted, because we're <laughs> pouring out so much everywhere else, even to our detriment. So I wanna talk to that person, right? I wanna make sure that we kind of like, what, what does that person do? First, first, I'll say this, I think they need to clearly see that, wait a minute, I'm depleted. How did I get here? And then I need to come over to Leaders page over on Instagram and get some self-love, <laughs> get some self-love coaching and support and guidance and some real talk, right? Yeah. Real talk, real sister talk, you yeah. know, to say, listen, girl, you know, you've got to get a grip because honestly, it only hurts us, the ones that's giving like that. So, so I wanna, you know, let's just, how, how does that person, um, reach this level of, of just simple boundary setting that you're talking about and reinforcing the boundary that you're speaking of. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it goes back to what we said at the very beginning, and that is first kind of doing the assessment to see where you actually are. You are not going to be able to set a healthy boundary if you don't love yourself. I mean, it really kind of is that simple. If you don't, and when I say love yourself, you know, I'm not talking about making sure your basic needs are fulfilled, right? I mean, most people have somewhat of a, of a positive, you know, positive things they do for themselves. But I'm talking about in comparison to other people, in comparison to what you give out, right? Do you really value yourself? Do you see that you mean just as much 
if not more than this person that you're pouring into. I'll share a quick experience. I was doing another um, event about domestic violence and they asked me to share like kind of like a changing point in the, the work I used to do in the past. And I shared an experience about, um, I was working with a program that was for women who basically the cops were called and they came and they refused to say that the partner was abusing them and the cops basically took them, locked them up. So Prince William County at that time had a program that allowed them to take this 15 week course that could basically get the charges removed. I was a part of that. One of the most painful moments was a, a, a young lady who, um, she had small children, She the cops came, she, she said it was her. She said, I was the one, take me in. We went the entire 15 weeks, she was, you know, vocal. We, I mean, it just seemed like amazing. And at the last day, we would always say, you know, so how do you feel? What would you do different? Would you make a different decision? 98% of the time, the people are like, yes, you know, even if, whether they really would or not, they felt like they would. This young lady looked at us and she said, I do the same thing. And we were like, what? You know, shocked. And she said, because I don't feel like I deserve anything better. Every time I say that and think about it, I get the same goosebumps. Can you imagine living in such a way that you don't think you deserve anything better than to be with a person who's going to physically abuse you, allow the cops to take you in in front of your children, allow you to take a course to remove a record that you don't deserve, that you don't deserve anything better than that. And that was for me when I realized that I needed to focus my work on changing that, on helping women have the tools to know what says no you don't deserve that <laughs> and i promise you you can actually get better you can get peace you can get better than that situation but it starts with how do you see yourself how do you see yourself do you feel you deserve something different at the end of my clients will tell you at the end of our sessions we always end with saying i deserve good things that's how we end every session because we have to know I deserve good things. And part of those good things are healthy relationships with myself and with others. Ooh, girl, that's so good. Ooh, and such a touching story because I do know that there are many people that feel that way, unfortunately. Um, even if they don't say it, sometimes their behavior shows that that is truly how they feel. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's let's have a little bit of fun now. Let's spin this. Okay. Let's talk about a few other things here. Okay. So I'm going to do this a little, I'm going to do it backwards. I want to know about all the things that you're doing because I know that people are wondering like, who is Miss My Natural Me Woman? Who is this lady who's talking about coaching and self-care and this and that? You're doing all kinds of things out there and you're doing it with a passion and an intent and, and, it, and it, it just exudes just love and, and it's, it's electric, you know, when I see it. So what is going on in your space um, here in Prince William County? Uh, what are you doing? You know, I know you have a lot of new things happening, but let's unpack that box really quick so that people can find you before we start to wrap up, okay? So you got it. You got the floor. Let's talk about yes. let's talk about Lolita Harlem and all the things that she's doing out here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. Yes. So um, I have published four books. Um, I just completed two this year. So I am an author of four published books. And so My Natural Me, again, is all about exactly what we've been talking about. So I have um, using some of those books. I have a coaching program, which I do one-on-one -on -one sessions. I do group coaching. <clears throat> we do various programs like 60-day boot camp, things like that. Not exercise. <laughs> I know my lane, but it's <laughs> a 60-day mental health boot camp. <laughs> we need that too, oh, yes. so we need that, so. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> 
but yes, so I have that going on. Um, and I, I, I started actually with an, an organization called Keep the Box, which was about making customized boxes for all of life's different occasions. And I've kind of merged the two now to really focus on self-love, self-care boxes, branded boxes. Um, and then in July, I launched a new business, still kind of um, on the same thing of just helping people and helping the community and creating empowerment, um, I started a new business um, networking company called VNV uh, Business Crossing Network. And that really is designed to help wherever you are on your business journey. If you're coaching, you're teaching, um, you're new at it, wherever you are is to give you a platform, to give you clients, to give you, I like to say people get overwhelmed when they think about just typing in Google, what do I need for my business or what do I need it from 10 years in, right? BCN, as we call it, Business Crossing Network, is that one-stop shop. So it's tools, it's resources, it's workshops, it's people, so that you can go one place and get the information, the people, and the resources that you need. Um, what else I got going on? Oh, and I have a podcast. <laughs> you, you bring, you're bringing people together, Lita. You sound like you're bringing people together with this BCN. I'm loving that. But let, now, yes. Okay, now, I want to pause with BCN. I want to talk about that for a second. So this is a local networking um, space or local networking platform um, for business owners here in the DMV to get connected, um, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, become visible, right? So how, I mean, how, well, tell me about this membership, what's going on, I mean, you can't just like share that and keep moving. Let's, let's unpack that box for a second. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yes. So yes, it is the DMV Business Crossing Network because the hub is here in the DMV. I will share excitedly though, that we actually now have various chapters. We have one in Detroit, we have one in Atlanta. So we are growing with these little small hubs, but the whole point is yes. <laughs> the whole point is bringing entrepreneurs together. Again, we've had in, of course, when COVID saved, right? We have the in-person networking opportunity opportunities, but we have tons of virtual workshops, everything from how to form an LLC to um, branding basics, to even how to prepare for a branding photo shoot. But that's if you're, if you need those services. But again, we also have people who have been in business for years, but maybe they're at a plateau or they're trying to reach a different market. So the beautiful thing is everyone is together. And for example, when we have our member meetings, we're sharing with each other. Okay, I launched this new product. I need this posted. I need shares. I need whatever. So it's really like a, a family, a network of people working together so that we all elevate. We all can go where we're trying to go with our business. Love that. Oh, I need my pen. I need my pen. There was something you said that jumped right out at me. So I need to, I, I got I to put that down. I'm sorry. You, you said something. I'm like, okay, I need to keep this in my head. I love when people say certain things and it stick with me. So I'm going to put this here and hold it because I loved it. Okay. Um, so, so now with, with the BCN, if someone is watching, do they have to be a member, become a member? Can they tap in without, can you talk to that person that has no idea what BCN is? And right now they are on Google or Instagram or Facebook, looking it up. So can you just, <laughs> can you share with them how they can become Absolutely. a member? Absolutely. So we have an Instagram page and a Facebook group that is open to everyone. And I will say 95% of our virtual workshops are available to basically everyone um, who's following, like I said, on the Facebook group, the Instagram page. Um, so yes, you know, check us out. If you're on either one of those, you'll see updates, you'll see, you know, business tips, suggestions. Um, this particular membership meeting that we're having Saturday, we're inviting people that maybe you want to find out more about BCN. So you're invited to come join. Uh, we have a lot of exciting things coming this year, a learning hub, like think LinkedIn learning. We actually are doing that for BCN. So we have a lot of exciting things. Yes. So if you are watching, definitely um, business crossing network. If you type, type that in on um, Facebook groups, Instagram, I'm sure Queenie, you can link them to, <laughs> to that, but uh, yeah, check it out. 
Okay, so for those of you just watching, um, I know this sounds exciting. Listen, I know we were talking about self-love and self-care, but I want to make sure that you tap into Miss Harlem. She is not only a self-love or self-care enthusiast. She really is a, a woman doing all the things. And I want to make sure that you connect with her. I promise you there's something she's doing that you can absolutely use or someone in your network can use. And that's what we're here for. We're here to share this information, you know, provoke thought, um, bring hopefully some solutions to your issues, um, to any challenges that you may see, and to talk through all these life things, love, life, and relationships. This is what we're doing here on this particular podcast. So, <laughs> and, and, and we're all navigating yeah. the, same, the same waters. We're just trying to get through it. But, you know, <laughs> that That's is it. it. All That's right. it. All right, so we know about BCN, um, and of course I did speak earlier and I shared that you were an author and a coach and you do all these amazing things. Um, and you know, I, I, you inspire me when I talk with you, when I you know, see the things you're doing and your glow is so radiant and it's so amazing. So I know for me, um, I glean off of that. You know, I have amazing people in my life and I appreciate those of you that give me a little something that I need because I do give so much over here to those that are that are seeking and looking yeah. and needing, right? So I get a chance to come over here and refill yeah. from you and so many others that are oh. in my circle. So thank mm -hmm. you for being you. The feeling is mutual. The feeling is totally <laughs> mutual. It really is. I love, you know, from when I first met you a little while ago, you know, I love you. are such a bright light. So, so encouraging, connecting people. Um, you've been supportive of me, encouraging me. So the feeling is definitely mutual. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I have, I have two, two things before we walk away from this conversation. Um, I love to, first of all, I want to make sure that I honor, uh, my, spe my special guest host. She's, she's temporary. It's Miss Monica. She's not here tonight. Um, she had a few things going on and so she was unfortunately not able to be here. We will be connecting again tomorrow. She's with me for this whole entire series, this series I'm doing with the women and with the men, and she will be launching her own podcast in March. So that's the reason why she's hanging out with me. Yeah, getting her feet wet, getting an opportunity to hang out um, and talk and meet and network and connect with a lot of amazing people in my circle. So I just want to let Miss Monica know when she, that she's watching. I, you are missed, and I really still want you to get an opportunity to meet Lolita, I think you're gonna fall in love with her. So please make sure you connect with her. You see her, you see her. Look, she already know how to reach you. I think she might even be following you now. So, um, but Monica, you are, <laughs> Monica, you are definitely, definitely missed. So at the end of our shows, we'd like to throw in a couple of different questions. Um, tend to be the same question I ask everyone. Um, I have two questions for you and I just want to give you an opportunity to answer. First one is, tell me that one thing that life continues to have to teach you no matter what <laughs> no matter what and no matter where you find yourself <laughs> Woo! look one <laughs> i know it's like i can do one every show for myself like well this is <laughs> Exactly, exactly. You know what, though? I would definitely have to say, and I know my close circle will 100% agree with this, is modesty. Um, I really do struggle with that. I've always been, you know, I'm the firstborn on my mom's side, you know, my, with my mom. And, and I've just always been the person that has taken care of. I, I almost, it's almost like an obsession that I can't not take care of things. I can't not fix things. Yes. So, you know, people joke, like, you're doing all the things you're doing. I'm like, you know, it's a fine line <laughs> between doing all the things and kind of crazy with it, right? So that is the one lesson that life continues to teach me is modesty and being, when I say that, I mean it in the sense of truly being aware of my limitations and recognizing that it's okay if I have to step back and sometimes just not do it, just not be able to fix something and allow things to just do what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah. That's what Look, life keeps teach me. Not being able to fix it, give yourself permission to be okay with that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think that's a hard thing for many of us though. Whenever that thing is um, that we're so used to doing and taking care of and blah, 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 right? 
then you yeah. you have to say no and be okay with it. That struggle yeah. is sometimes real now, Lita. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's across the board. That's why I say mm-hmm. it is a lesson that life keeps having to teach me because if you have that type of personality, you know, in your relationships, in your marriage, at work, you are that person. And, and you know, here's the thing. People accept that role, right? People accept you in that role. So when we talk about boundaries, now when you try to create these boundaries, they're looking like, what um, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> so it's, it's a, it can be a challenge. It can really be a challenge. Wow. All right. I love it. But listen, now, this is my next question. My Probably my final question. I don't know. One, one may organically grow off this question. Are you doing the one thing that you thought you would do when you were a kid? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Talk about it. Yeah. You know, I've al- I always knew that I was going to be in something where I was in front of people. I've it's, I mean, I've always, my mom will tell you, I've always loved people. As a kid, I was singing in talent shows. I thought I was Diana Ross. Like, I'm just always, <laughs> I love the hair. I can see it now, honey. Now you see it. I can see it. <laughs> you could not tell me. I talk about that in my first book, how mom, the, I was going to sing Why Do Fools Fall in Love in second grade. My mom pressed my hair and this is showing back in the day, that hot comb on the stove, honey. She pressed my hair. You could not tell me that I was not Diana Ross in second grade singing Why the Fools Fall in Love. <laughs> you think back about it though, it's like, oh. <laughs> It's the craziest thing. Like what in the world? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So I've always known I was going to be in probably on some stage, on some format. I was going to be in front of people and I was going to be making people feel good. And that's what I'm doing. Oh, that is so beautiful. That is so, so, so so I have to ask, I told you something will organically grow. Did you ever get an opportunity to sing this song? Have you ever got an opportunity to sing this song on the stage, whether it be karaoke or when you were in second grade? Girl, I sang all the time. Girl, like I've I've been on a lot of stages singing at my graduation. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I got a nice, cute voice, but you couldn't tell me I was not gonna be the next. <laughs> I love it. I love yes. it. I love it. So, so for me, and I, I've shared this before on several different, um, different opportunities, different you know conversations and podcasts. Uh, that question means a lot to me because for me. Uh, I was a little old wise girl and I thought I would be Cicely Tyson. That's the only person I wanted to be was my grandmother, Cicely Tyson. My grandmother was regal and she was a pastor. She wore all these hats and she would love to be in white and lace. And, and although she was a farmer on Sundays, it was like, put on your best. And so all day, you know, maybe Thursday, Friday night, she would be sewing. Saturday, she would sew you know, our lace and our gloves and our, you know, everything I wore other than shoes and socks, she created. And sometimes she would put the lace on the socks, right? So, and then I would look at Cicely Tyson because we only could watch so many shows and Miss Jane Pittman always came on. So it seemed, and I thought my grandmother and Jane Pittman were the people I was supposed to obviously become. And so my desire for so long at, six, seven, eight, probably five, was to be Miss Jane Pittman. And um, and I would I would imitate her if I saw her on an award show. And I wanted I thought I was gonna I would put on I would wrap my hair my my hats on and 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 I was she was dark and I was dark. And so I thought I was gonna grow up and be an old wise lady. I mean I think I thought I was just gonna go from like seven to ninety. <laughs> So that was the plan. There was no real life in between. It was seven to ninety. And I was just going to have all these people, little children, people sitting at my feet. And I was going to speak wisdom 
and life into them. I was going to tell them history. It was so, so bizarre when I look back and I think about it. Like, so when I asked the question, am I doing what I thought? I was doing? Well, close. I'm on the journey. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't go to, I didn't just jump to 90. I did not factor in that there was a journey yeah. in this thing. And so I hope yeah. I'm doing what I thought I was going to be doing. Um, definitely, I asked for wisdom because I wanted to be like my grandmother and Jane Pittman. So at 15, 19, my friends was just like, what did you get these thoughts from? <laughs> this old lady. But doesn't it feel good thinking about your childhood, right? How your mind, how your mind was, um, and, the, and the things that have influenced us now, we're grown women, you know, living very full, abundant lives. But as little young women, we had thoughts and visions and dreams, and look where we are now. Yeah, that's <laughs> beautiful. And I can so see that, that you are on that path. <laughs> I can see it. I'm like, girl, at, at 43, I decided to make my hair platinum silver. I don't know what was going on. I was just like, oh yeah, I'm just seeing what it's gonna look like whenever I got like a head full of gray hair. I probably, without this color, I probably got like six gray hairs, just so I'm being very honest with you, right? Girl, what was the I love it. I love it. But it makes sense. I see that you're so classy and regal. I can see that. That's what it came from. That's it, so cool. It is definitely my grandmother, who was probably like 70, and Jane Pittman, who I always thought was 90 when I was nine. Because <laughs> it was Cicely Tyson in real life, right? You get what I'm saying? It was. Oh, girl. <laughs> Oh, that's my, so my grandmother fun. never told me whenever I was like seven, six, that she was really a younger woman at the time. I mean, you know, she got into the industry a little later, but she still was a younger woman. But I thought she was 90-year-old Jane Pittman. <laughs> so anyway. I will never there. look at you the same. <laughs> I, I swear, I get, it, I get it, I get it. But, you know, I love to ask this because I think it's so funny. It makes us really start to think about our childhood and the, like, wow, you know, like, wow. I thought I was going, I've heard people tell me they thought they were going to be something totally different and, but they're blessed to be where they are today, you know? Um, but, um, and then I hear yeah. so many others that really think back, like, when did it click inside of you? Cause we, we learn, we know early. And I believe that it's so important to cultivate our children's dreams, our children's imagination. You know, our children's, you know, when they're when they're telling us that they want to do something or even my niece, same thing, both, all of them, actually, my niece and nephews, they said they want to do something when they were young. I, you know, I've watched them and tried to, you know, support that and, and, and help to push it. I think it's important yeah. that when we hear our children, we see them doing yeah. their thing and performing and sitting in front of all the doll babies. I don't know if they still do that, but let's just say in our day, we had doll babies. Right, right. Yeah. But when they're doing yes, these things, I think it's important to support and cultivate that thing, that gift that's in them, because that's that natural gift that is being birthed inside of them. Yeah. And if we can grab a yeah. hold of that and support it and not suppress it, well, who knows who they will become? I know. That's so beautiful to think about. It's yeah. so beautiful. It is. It mm -hmm. is. Well, sweetie. This is our time. It has been so wonderful sitting with you and your amazing energy. Thank you for blessing the relationships on the podcast with your energy coming tonight and your 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 advice and your experience and just sharing your knowledge. And, you know, is there anything before we close out that you would love to leave with the, with the viewers on tonight? I think the final thing I'll say, my mission is the HER acronym because it's for honor, empower, and refresh. So Jack, I just encourage, especially to my to the women watching, make sure you get into the circumstances, the situations, and deal with the people that allow you to feel honored, empowered, and refreshed.
and Lita for joining us tonight. You know you are welcome back anytime to the Relationship Zone. I'll be back, honey. <laughs> anytime. I'm going to make sure that whenever I post the YouTube, um, I put all of your information out there. And I will also double back and make sure that um, for those that are watching on Facebook, I will make sure it's up there as well. You know, it's game night. So tonight, we probably have less viewers for right now because, girl, it's been a crazy season. And I think all of us are watching <laughs> watching football tonight. So, um so by the time yes. come, yeah, so by the time folks come from up under whoever's winning and losing, they'll be able to find you and follow you and get all the information that you're providing to such a time you know, in such a time as this. So Lita, thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. All right, awesome. All right, Facebook family, we are about to get up out of here. Thank you so much for joining us. It's your girl, Queenie. Love always, lead with it as well, but also make sure you leave something for yourself. Take it off the top first. I love you guys. Mwah. <laughs> All right.